don't listen to any other person give you any propaganda. Alright? If someone says to you, DJ, it's not disc jockey, it's disc jockey. It's one who rides horses. Okay, Kesan? Good boy. We're ready or not? Alright. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa la aqibatu lil mutaqeen. Wa la udbana illa ala zalimeen. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu wa la sharaf al-anbiya'i wa al-mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altaw sahla. Wa anta tajlu al-hazna idha shi'da sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik. Ya Rabbil Kareem. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Righty ho folks, let's uh, jump straight in because we've had a complaint that the dars is lasting too long, which today, considering the late kickoff, would make a good sense here. I need to finish early for and allow Mans to catch at least some of the second half. Isn't it fun? Yes, bro. Can you guys reassure? Lala, you okay? Can you guys? Reassure young Kaysan here, he goes that I went to purified class on the weekend. He goes, I know your secret. So obviously, Yanni, you know which one? He goes, I know you were a DJ. So I said, I said, that's why I said, so you're not TJ or DJ? He goes, no, DJ. I go, what's a DJ? He goes, so I go, what's a DJ? He goes, it's a disc jockey. I said, no, it means this jockey. One, can you tell him? It's the one who mm-hmm. rides the horses. And when we want to, someone to ride the horses, we say, we need this jockey. But, you know, it's a cool kind of phrase. So they spell it with a D. This. Like, this jockey. <laughs> yeah? You know what I mean? What else is it going to be? You know what I mean? It's not going to have anything to do with anything else. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. All right, folks. Honestly, man. Your mum, Yanni, she's propagandist. That's the problem. Yeah. Naughty she is. Naughty. Right. So uh, where are we now? Allah Mesa, help us. Jiva, help us. And lice, right? And lice, yeah? Going where? It's not going anywhere. Relax, yeah. It just knows that it's going to home. Look, coming, relaxing. There we go. See, in fact, it couldn't have gone any slower than that. See, made me panic, man. Right. Okay. So I think we'll. Uh, I think I know where we are. I think we are for in atal al fi'l urfa. Yeah. All right. Let's go to that then. Yeah, I can see it there, yeah. So the author says, Imam al-Hajjawi, alayhi rahmatullah, in Zad al-Mustaqni' فَإِنْ أَطَالَ الْفِعْلَ أُرْفًا مِنْ غَيْرِ ضَرُورَةٍ وَلَا تَفْرِيقٍ بَطُولَتْ وَلَوْ سَهْوَ And maybe we do today as well. وَيُبَاحُ قِرَاءَةُ أَوَاخِرِ السُّورِ وَأَوْسَاطِهَا And maybe we might even touch today. وَإِذَا نَابَهُ شَيْءٌ سَبَّحَ رَجُلٌ وَصَفَّقَتْ إِمْرَأَةٌ بِبَطْنِ كَفِّهَا عَلَى ظَهْرِ الْأُخْرَى And that's about what we're going to do. If one continuously performs any such act, and that's all of the above, okay, so any such act, yeah, I need the permissible ones. Go up a little bit so they can see it, Shaz. Yeah, 
So like, you know, all this crossing and kedha and counting verses, and you know, all these little things. If anyone continuously performs any such act, like this or any other act, for what is customarily, urfan, considered to be a long time, unnecessarily, yani there was no need to do it, or without a break in the action, which I'm going to explain, then the prayer is invalidated, even if the act is done forgetfully. Okay? It is allowed to recite from the end and middle of surahs. Sur, okay, is plural of surahs. I've used the English one there. If one needs to bring attention to something, males are to say, subhanallah, whilst women are to clap their hands using the inner palm of one hand and the outside of the other. And that's the Hanbali position. And let's take that apart. Let's have a look at what's going on. All right, so in the text, page 255 of, uh, of Sharh al-Mumti'ah, Sheikh Uthameen starts uh, with the discussion of فَيْنَ طَالَ الْفِعْلُ عُرْفًا Okay, so, يعني عُرْف is important. All right, we've discussed this before. عُرْف is a tool. It's not a primary evidence. عُرْف, which is culture, which is society, which is what the people do has a space, has a place in Islamic law, but it's a very last resort kind of place. We only go to urf in the tiny matters where we don't either have a specific Islamic evidence or the issue itself is not from the primary matters of deen and so therefore it does come down to culture and custom and so on and so forth. Yeah, And it's, ma- it's meaning uh, uh, يعني what the habits are of a people. It's those kind of things that the people are uh, used to, that they do often, that, you know, it's just like their normative actions. And if anyone does some of these acts that are, is a long time customarily, and we'll come to dis- decide yani, what that actually means, without any darura, without any necessity, okay? So, for example, if a person is attacked by a beast, okay? Um, that is, a, that is a, a genuine threat or uh, a snake or a scorpion that's about to uh, bite him, then all of the actions that you may do that would be continuous, like, you know, panic and running and going or whatever, it would not invalidate the prayer. So that's an example. So if there is no necessity, then we do have some control. If we have a necessity, then it's all out the window. Everything's allowed according to the limits. But if there is no necessity, okay, then you have to then sit to fit to these rules. وَلَا تَفْرِيق And it's uninterrupted. Okay, now what that means by uninterrupted, that, that uh, uh, this act itself, Yani meaning that if it is interrupted, then it's okay. If it's uninterrupted, then it's a problem. What that basically means is that let's say in the first rakah, I, uh, I, let's say I'm wearing six shirts because it's freezing and I've just entered into a masjid and they've got full central heating on. It's boiling. Yeah. I start the prayer and I really start to feel, oh my God, this is madness, right? So then we know that it's allowed for me to minimal movement, take off the top shirt in a nice controlled way where I maintain, you know, I don't kind of, you know, walk out to the back and take it off and hang it on a hook. And, you know, I mean, there and then you just kind of, you know, subtly unbutton, unbutton 
you know, a few buttons and then slip it off. And if you did that, that's okay, especially because you want to concentrate in the prayer. And then you realize like when you're getting up for the second or the third raka'ah that it's still too hot. So you take off the second one the same way. And maybe even at the end, you decide you need to take another one off. But each time it's done with decorum, gravitas, style, yani class. Yeah, okay. This is not what we call yani bidun tafriq. Because the tafriq is there. The farq here is the separation. Yani anta farraqt bain al-harakat You have divided between the action that you're doing with time. That time and that process was a whole number of actions going up and down and about three, four minutes in between each movement. So that's not going to be a problem. Those movements will not invalidate the prayer. However, what will invalidate the prayer, as we've learned already, is if it's not without necessity or it's not without interruption. So imagine those six shirts, I now start taking one off after the other in the first rakah. This would invalidate the prayer because I haven't divided between the actions. So like if you're going to, if you're going to do the actions, then you want to do it in a very slow, controlled manner, allowing gaps to kind of try to normalize kind of things. I think everybody understands what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's super clear. Yeah, I think we might. I'm just trying to think of the human example that we do. Probably some kind of illegal move. Yes, I know what it is. It's when you want to try and come downstairs and go to the kitchen and all of the floorboards creak. That's what it is. I knew it was something. It's in there psychologically. You know that that first creak you have to remain there because everybody is now what the hell was that and everybody's listening now for the second one no second one comes then you can afford then after 20 30 seconds to do the second one but if you're like a dumb first timer you're gonna click on the first one and think okay then you go on the second one and once we see the second one within 10 seconds we know yeah the boys are on the way down to the chocolate yeah they're getting bad okay so i'm not trying to tell you how to nick sweets in your house but if you ever were Leave a minute between each creek because man's let their guards go down and that's it. I think everybody understands the example. Good, all right. So, Sheikh says, um, so Sheikh says, yeah, so basically if the act is continuous, any act is continuous. Like for example, uh, itching. So a little bit of itching here and there is fine, but if you're itching, 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 then the prayer is finished, man. That's not a prayer. That's just the yani, itching while you're standing up. Yep. So, therefore, the sheikh says, there are therefore three conditions for the invalidation of the prayer when it comes to by action. All right? When it comes to by action. The first one is that it is for done for a long time, according to Urf. Number two, that it's done without necessity. There was no reason for you to do it. Okay, and number three, that it was done continuously. So the three uh, conditions are if it's done for a long time, if it's done without reason, and if it's done continuously. If these three things are done, that act has invalidated the prayer. Now, and the reason for that is because once these three things come together, then that act now cannot possibly be combined with the actual act of the prayer. You've like taken it off completely. Yeah? Now, Sheikh says um, that it's clear from what the, the, the author is saying is that therefore an act which is done for a short period of time does not invalidate the prayer. But what is the standard, the mizan, right? How do we measure the shortness of an action and the length of an action? Who determines that, right? And the Sheikh said that it's urf. 
That's what our author has said. But Sheikh Uthameen says the problem is, is that Urf is subjective. So as you said before, I've said many times in this class before, according to the Pakistanis, if you move you only one finger, that's enough. If you're in Salah in a Paki mosque yeah, or a Deobandi mosque yeah, and you start doing all that, you try taking your shirt off in a Paki mosque, you get beats. Yeah? You saw that Yikiyahuge, yeah? You see that uh, Punjabi, yeah? Literally in the last 24 hours I've become Punjabi expert, by the way. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. That Baji, yeah? I'm telling you that, that queen, yeah? How much I've laughed at that video and that audio and the jawab. Listen. Listen. Come on. Come on, guys. No, no, no. Come on. Come on, come on, please. Please, please, please. Because you know what it is, yeah? You're going to make me do dust really quickly today, which I don't mind. I don't, I don't. Shut up, you don't understand. Everybody understands this. Listen, just listen, listen. <laughs> this is worth it. No, no, they're not. Assalamu alaikum ji, I'm Queen Elizabeth Boldi Paiya England. So you know, sorry, you know, that you will get that this day a girl came to the side of America. She is Meghan Markle. In the side carpet, she has a pair of earrings. This girl is hairy. This day, I'm Jamia. So I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you that this girl is not going to be your wife. Our girl is going to be the new girl. This girl is going to be the new girl. ਹੁਣ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਵੇਖੋ ਇੰਨੇ ਪੈਸੇ ਇੰਨੀਆਂ ਤਨਖਾਹਾਂ ਇੰਨੇ ਮਰਾਤ ਔਰ ਸਾਡਾ ਦੇਸ਼ ਛੱਡ ਕੇ ਉਹ ਇਸ ਕੁੜੀ ਦੇ ਪਿੱਛੇ ਕੈਨੇਡਾ ਜਾਣ ਨੂੰ ਤਿਆਰ ਹੈ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਭਾਵੇਂ ਮੈਂ ਉੱਥੇ ਮੈਕਡੋਨਲਡਸ ਦੇ ਬਰਗਰ ਲਾ ਲਵਾਂ ਤੇ ਭਾਵੇਂ ਮੈਂ ਉੱਥੇ ਪੀਜ਼ੇ ਲਾ ਲਵਾਂ ਪਰ ਮੈਂ ਇੱਥੇ ਦੀ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹਤ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਕਬੂਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਭਈ ਬੇਨਸਲੀਆਂ ਔਰਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਮੁੰਡੇ ਵਿਆਹ ਕਰੋਗੇ ਤੇ ਇਹੋ ਹੀ ਹਾਲ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਨਾ ਹੁਣ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੋ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਚਲੋ ਮੈਂ ਕਹਿੰਦੀ ਆ ਦਿਆਨਾ ਵੀ ਕੋਈ ਏਡੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀ ਪਰ ਇਹਦੇ ਨਾਲੋਂ ਤੇ ਚੰਗੀ ਸੀ ਮੈਂ ਕਹਿੰਦੀ ਆ ਉਹ ਸਾਡੀਆਂ ਨੋਆ ਚੋਂ ਫੇਰ ਵੀ ਚੰਗੀ ਸੀ ਭਈ ਭਰਾ ਨੂੰ ਭਰਾ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਦਾ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਨਾ ਹੈਰੀ ਤੇ ਨਾ ਦੂਆ ਸਾਡਾ ਮੋੜਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਵਿਲੀਅਮ ਇੱਕ ਦੂਜੇ ਦਾ ਮੂੰਹ ਵੇਖਦੇ ਨੇ ਨਾ ਇੱਕ ਦੂਜੇ ਨਾਲ ਬਹਿ ਕੇ ਸਲੂਕ ਨਾਲ ਗੱਲ ਕਰਦੇ ਨੇ ਦਰਾਣੀਆਂ ਜਠਾਨੀਆਂ ਨੇ ਲੈਦਾ ਕੁੱਤਖਾਨਾ ਪਾਇਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਕੇਟ ਇਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਗੱਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੀ ਇਹ ਕੇਟ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਗੱਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੀ ਜਿਸ ਦਿਨ ਦੀ ਐ ਕੁੜੀ ਸਾਡੇ ਘਰ ਵਿਆਹ ਕੇ ਆਈ ਹੈ ਬੇਨਸਲੀ ਇਹਨੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਘਰ ਇਸ ਫਸਾਦ ਪਾਇਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਕਹਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜੀ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਕੈਨੇਡਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਜਾਓ ਮੈਂ ਉੱਥੇ ਆਪਣੀਆਂ ਐਕਟਿੰਗ ਐਕਟਿੰਗਾਂ ਕਰਾਂ ਸ਼ਿਕਨੀਆਂ ਕਰਾਂ ਤੇ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹਤ ਪਏ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹਤ ਪਏ ਚੁੱਲੇ ਚ ਇਹ ਸਾਡਾ ਇਹਨੇ ਹਾਲ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਮੈਗਜ਼ਿਟ 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 ਸਾਰੀਆਂ ਅਖਬਾਰਾਂ ਨੇ ਸਾਡਾ ਨਸ਼ਰ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਡੇ ਖਾਨਦਾਨ ਦੀ ਬੇਇੱਜ਼ਤੀ ਯਕੀਨ ਕਰੋ ਮੈਂ ਆਪਣੇ ਹਮਸਾਇਆ ਨੂੰ ਮੂੰਹ ਦਿਖਾਉਣ ਜੋਗੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਤੇ ਰਹਿ ਗਈ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਕੀ ਪਤਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਘਰ ਦੇ ਹਾਲਾਤ ਇਹਨੇ ਕੀ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤੇ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਦਿਆਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਰੋਣ ਤੇ ਪਿੱਟ ਸਾਪਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀ ਪਿਆ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਇਸ ਕੁੜੀ ਨੇ ਇੱਥੇ ਪਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਮੁੰਡੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨੂੰ ਅੱਗੇ ਲਾ ਕੇ ਇੰਨੀ ਲਾਈ ਲੱਗੋ ਸਾਡਾ ਮੁੰਡਾ ਲਾਲ ਵਾਲਾ ਵਾਲਾ ਸੂਏ ਲਾਲ ਬਾਂਦਰ ਜਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਦਿਮਾਗ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਕੰਮ ਕਰਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਂ ਹੁਣ ਕਿਦੇ ਅੱਗੇ ਰੋਣੇ ਰੋਵਾਂ ਬਸ ਅੱਜ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਕੋਈ ਰੋਣਾ ਸੁਣਾਉਣ ਲਈ ਮੈਂ ਜ਼ਰਾ ਇੱਕ ਵੀਡੀਓ ਆਡੀਓ ਜੋ ਵੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਪਈ ਸੀ ਚੰਗਾ ਸਲਾਮ ਅਲੈਕਮ ਸੰਗ ਵਾਲੇਕਮ ਸਲਾਮ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਨੇਬਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਆਪਣੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਜੀਵੋ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਕੋਈ ਖੁਸ਼ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ
ਤੁਸੀਂ ਕੀਤਾ ਉਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਚਾਹੁੰਦਾ ਕਿ ਮੇਰੀ ਬੁੱਢੀ ਦਾ ਵੀ ਅੰਜ ਹੋਵੇ ਸਬਰ ਕਰੋ ਹੁਣ ਜੋ ਵੀ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਵੇਖੀ ਜਾਏਗੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਵੀ ਵੇਖਾਂਗੇ ਚਲੋ ਜੀ ਚਲੋ ਚੰਗਾ ਫਿਰ ਓਕੇ ਸੀ ਯੂ ਬਾਏ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਟੈਲ ਮੀ ਦੈਟਸ ਨੋਟ ਦ ਫਨੀਸਟ ਥਿੰਗ Oscar by the way have you seen the editing that's made it into a video honestly the video is awesome the queen video yeah the queen video oh what else was you expecting no no auntie's not going to you know she's it's probably Catherine Tate in the background or something like that just practicing anyway i want to say that that deserved a play in this class because i completely support baji there okay they did a full best of khandan okay this couple and uh, we're not having it You know what? I don't know. Maybe I've listened to that maybe about 50 times, you know that. Yeah? No, anyway. Just a masterpiece. Where are we? Urf. Why did where did we get to that? Why where did it so it came from somewhere? Where did it come from? Oh my god. Subjective, yes. <laughs> But where would the link from being subjective came? There was no link. There was no link. No, there had to be a link. Huh? Yeah. Then a Pakistani Punjabi. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well done. No, it it's my mind works like that. I have everything uh, you know stored away but there's key words, there's hashtags. So if you say Paki, yeah, then hashtag, not mean. That's the, the, it's a what 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 the shadow comes call it? A, a temple? Mind temple? What's it called? Mind map. Mind map. I can't, you know what I mean? Some people like that. Come on, sweetie, come on. I'm getting upset for you, huh? Right, so, Urf, it's a very interesting point, as I said to you before, that in the Arab mosque, there would be a lot of leeway for your movements. And the Pakistani masjid, there wouldn't be, right? So, Sheikh's point is very valid. Whose Urf are we going to go by? Whose culture, who's, you know, who's going to make the judgment call that your movement's too much and your movement's uh, uh, are not? Now, Sheikh says wala yakad yanbit yani it's probably not possible to kind of make in the bath yani to make a kind of like a calibration and set a kind of like a measure of of that um because it differs according to country it depends differs according to understand it wa qad yara ba'd an-nas hadak and some people will see this is a lot other people will see it as a little walakin aqrabu shay'an yuqal إننا إذا رأينا هذا الشخص يتحرك ويغلب على ظننا أنه ليس في صلاة لكثرة حركته فينبغي أن يكون هذا هو الميزان. شخص says look ultimately I will say something I will give you a a uh, way of measuring it that kind of combines culture and combines a little bit of something objective and that's what I've been saying to you all this time which is if you see a person in the prayer moving and yet you still think that person's praying that's okay get the point whereas if you see a person that you walk by a snapshot of a person and you think there's not a chance that this this person's praying then that's not okay you know what i'm saying now we already know that that movement might be too much and a person will say there's no way that person's praying but because he was jumping from a scorpion for example then we know he's okay because we said one of the conditions is that it's if he's doing it with a durura then it doesn't break the prayer but if urfan it he doesn't look like he's praying right it's going too long too many actions we've already said the person says look at that but it's got to fulfill the other conditions as well so i hope that that's that's uh that's okay so anything which is less than that is fine and some of the scholars sheikh uthaymin says that 
they instead decided to measure movement by, by more arbitrary figures. So some of them said three movements, all right? And that's narrated by some of the Hanbalis and of course the Hanafis. But of course, this has no basis. There's nothing in the Sunnah which establishes this concept of three uh, movements. We know, for example, that Aisha that the Prophet ﷺ opened the door to Aisha when he was praying in the room. The door was locked. Whilst he was praying, he went and opened the door. That's obviously more than he He went backwards. By the way, he didn't change from Qibla. Just so that everybody knows this, because a lot of people have misunderstanding about this. The Prophet ﷺ was praying towards Qibla. The door was behind. Knock on the door. So he goes backwards. He, he opens the door. And then he comes back forwards. Much more than three. There's like 30 movements in that. However, he doesn't change. He still maintains like that kind of, you know, that position of class and gravitas and facing towards Qibla and so on. So, and also the Sheikh said that, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, when the mimbar was made, he would pray on it standing, ruku on it standing, and then when he wanted to make sajda, he would come off and then make sajda on the floor. And then he would go back and stand on the mimbar to pray. This is uh, also more than three. And also on the, uh, this hadith is narrated by, uh, this hadith are all authentic, narrated by Bukhari and uh, so on, and we've mentioned some of these before. And then the authority of uh, Abi Qatada radiallahu anhu, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa used to pray whilst he was carrying Umama, bint Zainab, yani daughter of Zainab. And Umama was a young girl, and he would, فَإِذَا قَامَ حَمَلَهَا وَإِذَا سَجَدَ وَضَعَهَا So when he would stand up, he would pick her up, and when he would go into sajda, he'd put her down. It's not possible to do, do these two actions, with less than three actions. So it's clear that three actions cannot possibly be used as a standard for movement. Okay? Um, the next, uh, so uh, the next thing that Sheikh says, as for necessity, it's very clear that um, if the movements become uh, uh, many because of a reason, then the prayer is not invalidated. Agreed? If we have a reason. One of the evidences is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَافِذُوا عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ وَالصَّلَاةِ الْوُسْطَى وَقُومُوا لِلَّهِ قَانِتِينَ فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ فَرِجَالًا أَوْ رُكْبَانًا Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 238 and 39, so preserve the prayers, especially the middle one, and stand, stand in front of Allah obediently. But if you have fear, then whilst you are, then, uh, uh, then you can pray walking or riding. Okay, walking or riding, meaning that you can even get onto a, a beast and carry on praying, and that means the obligatory one as well, or if you need to walk off, then likewise. So, uh, So both is not normal, you have to stand still when you're praying, but if you have to go or you have to get out of there, then, you know, someone asked me, where did someone, ah, oh, it was on our Telegram group, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the, uh, uh, that uh, there's a Chinese uh, couple at the moment or some Chinese cousins, I can't remember what exactly this was, but they went back to China and they met some family members who are obviously, as you know, the situation in China is rough at the moment, like big time, and uh, they're not able to pray. So what is their uh, right and responsibility with respect to the prayer? And so I said to them that obviously when you're at home, you have to pray full. When you're in your private, you have to pray full. There's no concession for that. That's in your private area and whatever. Their concern was when they're outside. So I said that when you're outside, and obviously they can't be seen praying, but the society itself, as the sister was saying, 
is a very meditative kind of society. You know, they all do meditation and all that kind of stuff, whatever, and they sit around a lot. So I said it's permissible for a person to sit on a park bench, just close their eyes or just stay around still, look into the whatever, and motion with their head. So there is no actual movement of the hands. And if there was nowhere to walk for, and there was nowhere to sit down, for example, there's an hour part left until Dhuhr and Asr to be done, and Maghrib is on, and there's nowhere to sit down, then she could pray whilst walking, and there'd be no ruku'a, there'd be no sajda. This is the kind of thing that we mean in terms of a darura. When in, in the case of darura, all of these things are, uh, are, are uh, relaxed. I remind you that when we pray in a plane sitting down, there's no actual basis for that sitting down. All right? Um, if you think about it, the problem in, in a plane, if anything, is space. Not sitting down, not standing up, okay? Unless you're very tall and it's a short plane, then you might not be able to stand up straight, straight, okay? So in actual fact, when people want a concession on the plane and they're saying it's a plane, they kind of make it out, it's a plane, like there's no space, there's plenty of space to pray. What you want to say is that you're too scared to pray. That's what people want to say. And that's okay to say that. And when they say they're too scared to pray, it's not like they, you know, they're scared, they're not, they don't fear Allah enough. It's just that they are too stressed out. And as we said, as we said before, and Sheikh Uthameen actually is the one who mentioned this in one of his fatawa. He said that in the earlier books of the Hanabila, of course this has never been mentioned in the books, this concept of sitting down, praying fully, when you can stand up and pray fully. Right? Sitting on your chair. That's not being mentioned because it just wasn't a scenario that came up. However, what Shaykh Uthaymeen, in terms of hadith and so on, but Shaykh Uthaymeen mentioned that some of the fuqaha were discussing the issue of a fugitive. I think I've discussed this before. Yeah? A fugitive who is fleeing a tyrant, which was the norm. Yeah, you know, in those kind of dynasties and so on. And if a person is fleeing uh, oppression or whatever and they're hunting for him, and he's in an area where, you know, normally what happens when you're fleeing, you're crouching down, aren't you? You're crouching everywhere, going around, blah, blah, blah. You're doing all that kind of behavior. And so you know that staying low and staying hidden is basically the best way of avoiding being hooked up. Now, Sheikh said that if a person decided when the prayer, time for prayer came and we're at a fence, yeah, and if you put your head up or a wall and they're going to see you, it's allowed for you to pray sitting down. And the reason would be is that if you were to stand up and pray, they may see you, might not see you, but you know that all the way through your prayer, you're thinking, are they watching me? Are they not watching me? Can they see me? Can they not see me? Yeah? And that's destroying your whole prayer. And so therefore, you know that if you sit down, you know you're hidden, and I can pray, and I can relax and feel like I'm praying. So that was allowed for them. So Sheikh said that those people who feel like that on the plane have the concession to be able to pray in that position. Now, some might say, come on, it's not exactly, you know, uh, oppressors looking for you. But the truth is, is that you are made to feel very uncomfortable on a plane if you're praying. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Well, the health and safety aspect is if you are praying in the, in the alleyway, which is, or the walkway, which is, which is haram anyway. Keep a seatbelt on. Yeah, that's you know, a recommendation. Not for the entire flight. They want you to get up and walk anyway. They want you to go to the toilet. They want you to go and see your friend. So that's not the, that's not the issue. The health and safety is an issue if you're praying in front of an emergency exit. And even that's exaggerated. But because, you know, if a Muslim is there, he knows if the alarm goes off or, you know, pressure is lost and he's still praying there. Then that's, what about to say it's the most haram thing, but maybe it's the most obligatory thing to do, to be honest. Yeah. But in the emergency exit, obviously he's got to move from there. Yeah. 
but you shouldn't be there. That's true. And in the walkway, it's not allowed to pray in the areas of the people that walk. So. No, but well, no. My point is, is that if you are praying sitting down, yeah. <clears throat> Let's start again. Let's reset. If you are praying, you've got to do every single pillar of the prayer. When you can't do a pillar of the prayer, you only take that pillar out. You don't take all the pillars out. So what do we know? When you're in your seat, you can't make a sajda. But you can, you can maybe make a ruku' depending upon, for example, if you're in business class, you can always make a ruku', but you maybe, maybe can't make sajda. In normal economy, no chance of ruku' or sajda. So why are we not standing? There's plenty of space to stand. This, this is the point. So the Prophet ﷺ said that uh, uh, if, uh, if I command you to do something, then come with as much as you possibly can. So if I tell you to do something, do as much of it as you possibly can. So if a person can't make ruku'ah, they have to make sujood. If they can't make sujood, they have to make ruku'ah. If they can't make sujood, ruku'ah, they have to stand up. We, on a plane, in our seat, can't stand, uh, can't ruku'ah sujood, but we suddenly say we can't stand. Well, we can, actually. So, um, so that's why, actually, some people do stand, and I encourage people to stand as much as possible. However, I want to make it clear that it is a valid opinion to stay seated. You get what I'm saying? It is a valid opinion, but the validity is coming from this urfi kind of, you know, fatwa that we're talking about. Um, likewise, not allowed to pray in a car at all, at all, unless it's like a truth of emergencies. There's like chaos outside or it's kind of hailstoning that is going to hurt and damage. You know, rain is not an excuse. Okay. Um, and definitely it would be more lenient towards a woman than it would be a man. So it's all cultural, mixed up with Islamic requirements, mixed up with uh, knowing that there's, in this scenario, it's far more permissible for you to combine and make the decision that this is mashed up, I'm going to pray when I get home and combine. The, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ combining without reason, right? Ibn Abbas said that he saw him combine and there was no rain and there was no war, there was no fear. So they said, why did he combine then? He said, so that he can make it easy for you, yani. okay? Give you a solution. So that's the card you play in emergencies. That's the first call, not to pray in a car, right? The, the, the car would be like the last thing you would do. The first thing you would do is like get coat, get this, find shelter, pray uncomfortably, blah, blah, blah. The second thing or the, you know, whatever is then to say, you know what, this is a write-off. I'm going to pray when I get home because I've got time to get home and still catch the two. Obviously, if Maghrib is going to be in and you haven't prayed Dua Asr, then you've got to then make the call. The last case scenario would be a car and you'd have to justify that by some madness. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Sheikh says, yeah, there's no doubt that a person who needs to move, then he's allowed to move and yeah, that's fine. Um, the real question is, is that the statement, even if it's done forgetfully, now this is controversial because in principle, right, if a person forgets something, you should be okay. But the sheikh says that um, if you forget whilst praying that you're praying and he then says and someone starts to write or he starts counting his money or whatever. I mean, obviously that's a madness, yeah, but that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's what's happened. Or well, you have to sell work yeah, and he starts brushing his teeth and he forgets where he is, whatever, whatnot, okay. And he does a lot of actions, right? For the salah is batil. Because this is changing the whole nature of the prayer. It's like the, the skeleton, the frame, everything. It's, it's gone. It's gone. I said this before, guys. Yeah, if anyone can remember. That whenever a scholar in fiqh says, walaw, even. In Arabic, walaw, 
even if, and in English that means even, whenever an author in fiqh uses this phrase, what does it indicate? Who can remember? Ten points. Nope. Nope. Let's see how good Mesa really is. You know what I mean? Let's see. No pressure, Jeep. Come on, come on. What are we saying? We covered this, I think, twice. I'm not going to say the answer until Mesa commits because we don't want to blag it afterwards. No one can remember? The answer is, is the word wello means that there is a valid difference of opinion on the issue. That there are scholars that have indicated the alternative. That's, that's the clue. The clue to that, اختلاف القائم اختلاف that, that acceptable difference of opinion on an issue is the use of the word wallow. Alright? So, that wallow that he's mentioned, even if it is forgetfully, is a proof that what you're all thinking now automatically, which is that, hey, yeah, and if I do something forgetfully, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that He will not hold us accountable for the things that we do forgetfully or out of mistake. And that's a very strong point. It's in the Quran. It's yani, a very uh, clear uh, point. And this is based upon the uh, maxim, the principle in Sharia. That a haram act, if performed out of forgetfulness, there is no sin and there's no invalidation of the act as well. The classic, I mean, this, this is such a well-known principle. Fasting is the obvious one. You, you know, drink a, a glass of water, which is completely haram, and then you think, oh my God, I'm fasting. No sin, and you carry on. The, 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 the act is not, yeah. So why suddenly has it been removed for the prayer? This is a qa'id, that the reason they make qawaid principles so that you can apply it to every single act. That's why you study usul. A scholar studies usul not because they can memorize all the points of fiqh, but because they can calculate the answer in fiqh using the principles. Yeah? So if I tell you that the principle is, remember this, any haram act done forgetfully, then it is, I'm using this day and night, right? In Hajj and Umrah, people coming up to me saying to me, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. I don't make any ithm upon them or ifsad, right? But if I, you know, someone's next to me and, uh, and I slap him, yeah? And then, you know, he does again, I slap his hand away again. And then the third time, I said, no, bro, you have to get the money out. No, that's it. You have to pay. I mean, that's liberties now. You know you're not allowed to bite your nails or cut your hair or pull out hair or whatever, whatnot. And you did it and forgetfully, it's an automatic reaction. Everybody does that, yeah? But when you've been... Pull your hands, been put away, and you know, you, and he goes, "Oh, sorry, sorry, stuff, Allah, stuff." That's what they say each time. Then, like, literally one minute later, they're back there again. You know what I'm saying? So, the forgetfulness is definitely a correct principle, and we apply it. All right. So, why not here? Any, 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 any uh, points? Why is it that they're not being applied here? Sheikh says that actually. This does affect the act. Even done forgetfully, it does affect the act of ibadah. It actually, يعني, it ruins the entire prayer. It like changes the entire shekel of it. It's like it dominates it. Like if a person drunk a bit of water in a whole length of day, 
like for one second and then immediately yani that's zameen asman fark between a person who literally throughout the prayer is doing all kinds of crazy stuff yani for a long period of time and 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 yani so however this is what i've just said is not a completely convincing argument would you agree many of you could say well you know to be honest pretty much the same so here's something interesting here's a, a rare one for the uh, for the history books sheikh says so this is something that I make istikhara with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on which is the stronger opinion. So that's Shaykh Uthameen's own statement. It's like I'm not sure what the correct position on this is. So I make istikhara to Allah which one is correct but I feel that it's the one that even if you do it forgetfully then it's, uh, it's gone. Okay? So then something interesting, nice. Sheikh says, all right, we can basically divide actions in the prayer into five different types. Uh, 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 actions from the genus of prayer, from jins of salah, from the from the, that belong in the prayer, or that could happen in the prayer. There are five types of action, or five categories, sorry. First one is wajiba, manduba, mubaha, makruha, muharrama. Okay, so wajiba, obligatory, manduba, Recommended, mubaha, allowed, makruha, disliked or reprehensible, muharrama, prohibited. Yeah? So that's wajiba, manduba, mubaha, makruha, muharrama. And here, when we look at these types of acts, we're able to tell what kind of result they have if you do them in the prayer. So, for example, obligatory acts. Obligatory acts. There are certain obligatory acts that a person does during prayer and it does not impact the validity of the prayer. There are many examples. Let me give it to you. Why don't you guys go for it? Let's see who's awake. Obligatory acts that happen in the prayer. And I'm not talking, I mean, Rafidain or Salah. I mean, normal human acts that are obligatory, that occur in the prayer, that do not invalidate it. Think outside the box. No, no, so not... <laughs> so obviously those which are necessary to, to do the act, yani, okay, those are, ex those are excluded. <coughs> Movements, think... Huh? Sneezing. Yeah, so if I give you one, then, uh, then the problem is if I give you one, then you're just going to get all of them. No, no. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give you one. So that's coming up. That's a good example, but it's not obligatory. Why is it not obligatory? Yes. So Islam said covering the shoulder. This is exactly the, 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 the answer I'm looking for, this type of answer. Now, some scholars will include this as obligatory because some scholars do consider the shoulders to be awrah. The majority don't. The sunnah indicates, and Allah knows best, that the shoulders are not from the awrah, or at least one shoulder is certainly enough. Uh, and in my opinion, both shoulders uncovered is permissible. However, if you believed that both shoulders need to be covered and that they are from awrah, and you are praying, and someone, you know, they normally touch your shoulder, don't they? Yeah? Then the movement to do this is an obligatory movement. 
for me and for Sheikh Uthameen, it's not obligatory. It comes in the second category of recommended. Is that now clear what kind of things I'm looking for? So again, what are the obligatory movements that are required in the prayer that obviously do not break it? If the Izar is slipping down, very good. Yeah, if your, you know, your, 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 your bottoms or whatever, pants, trousers. Yep. Stopping a yawn. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I need that could kind of creep in, in in one way or the other, yeah. Blocking someone from passing. Blocking someone from passing, very good. That's an unnatural act, which is a wajiba, which does not break the prayer. If a person prays in the direction of opposite to the qibla, and then he's told, yeah, I need that he has to, uh, the qibla is the other way, then he turns around. And that's, of course, what happened in to Ahl al-Quba. Ahl al-Quba, the area of the city which the Prophet ﷺ loved so much in Medina at the south. And of course, when he entered upon this place, he was very impressed with the people there. They were people who kept themselves clean. This is where he built the first masjid. And it's here where the companions were praying towards Bayt al-Maqdis, the exact opposite direction. And when the companions came and said, this is where uh, the, I would just pray to the Prophet ﷺ, Qiblis changed to Mecca, and they all turned round. Full 180 degrees, carried on praying. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that, by the way, that this is in Quba. People always think of Qiblatayn because it's got the two Qiblas that are in play. That's actually the lesser narration. The main narration is for Quba itself. Uh, another example would be... Um, uh, da, 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 da. Or any direction that you need to change. Or for example, you have, your, uh, um, you have a hat or a ghutra. You know, the men's uh, tea cloth thing. Yeah? Or you have a hat and you realize it's got najasa on it. You see it or something, you realize it. It's obligatory to take it off. And that action is there. You look at your shirt and you see najasa on it. And you think, oh my God, right? As long as you have under clothes on, it's obligatory for you to take that off. Obligatory. Full thobe off. You've got any bottoms, you've got a t-shirt, you carry on praying. If you haven't got anything underneath uh, on, yeah, then you have to break the prayer. Because if you take that off, you break the prayer by exposing your aura. So at that moment, then the prayer is finished. You go and then you do it. And then you come back and then you start from where you were. No, you start from the, again, always you start the prayer again. Always start the prayer again, unless it's an exception. The asal is that you start the prayer again. Um, or for example, you started praying and... Uh, no, that's not a good example. That's not a good example. Or someone, for example, who prays on the left of the imam. Yani in a two-person scenario. And in a two-person scenario, there are some scholars that say it's impermissible for that person to be there, right? Which is the opinion of a small number of scholars, right? And if they're going to stand with the imam, then it's got to be the other direction. They've got to come around the back and come to the right. Then that movement to turn around to the right would be acceptable. All right, so now you get the, the idea. Um, al-harakah so that's wajiba. Al-harakah al-wajiba. Al-harakah al-manduba. Al-manduba meaning recommended type of movements are those in which there are, yani it's a recommended yani move for you. So, for example, um, the shoulder example. You're just finished your tawaf, and you've just had some zamzam, and you're performing umrah, and you're about to now pray your two rakah, and so many people forget to cover their shoulder. Now, if you uh, 
believe that to cover the aura and the shoulder is from the aura and that's obligatory, then it comes in the obligatory. However, all of us can agree that as a bare minimum, you should cover your shoulder from adab of the prayer. It's a recommended thing to be covered as much in the prayer. And so therefore, if a person touched you, you shouldn't be thinking, but I don't believe it's obligatory. He's actually told you, listen bro, you should be covering your shoulder, which is absolutely correct. You should be. Is it obligatory too? We can discuss that another time. But should I be covering my shoulder? Yes, I should be. And so therefore, that is a recommended move. And it doesn't break the prayer. Another example would be... uh, that if he's praying in a prayer line and he realizes that he's a little bit in front of the guy next to him, then looks at, you know, you don't really realize in the prayer, do you? Until you look at your feet and then you see your half a foot, so then you come back. Likewise, if you're in the prayer line, yes, as Ambreen said, you're closing the gap, so you look to the right-hand side and everybody's shuffled along. And you know how what happens, don't you? You know that when you start the prayer, everyone's great, isn't it? And have you noticed that it start, the gap starts to increase during the prayer? And ironically... Not ironically, but strangely, it's always to the right-hand side. I've never seen a gap open to the left-hand side. Right? I always noticed throughout my entire life, something I've been watching, studying, and I can't understand the reason why. And I still can't work out why, whether we lean to our right at some point. But why is it that the line seems to gravitate towards the middle? It's strange. But anyway, you'll end up yani, moving towards your right. So, the, so on your first raka'ah, you're now into your second raka'ah. When you stand up, guaranteed that you'll have more space to pray. Watch this next time, okay? When you start it off, you're going to be like this. But when you stand up, you'll be like this. You'll have more shoulder space, you'll have more space. Guaranteed. And if that space is yani, a big one, like th- that much space in between you, yani, free, then it's recommended to move and close that gap. Farhan. Exactly, that's the other category. Uh, in actual fact, yeah, uh, I was going to say that the sheikh, yeah, uh, correct, anyway, that's right. Uh, two, ima- two people who are praying, for example, a third one comes, he can also stand next to the second one. However, if these two move back and the imam moves forward, this is a recommended move to make it more of a jama'ah. So this is another recommended example. Ibrahim. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, they should never come back and the person should never pull someone back. They should pray by themselves. There's no movement allowed here. Yeah, Hamza. If you're praying and your foot falls off, yeah. Good. That's a good example. Yes, you can. Yeah. So yani a person's hood comes over, making them uncomfortable, making them uh, conscious of it, it's all over the place. You can, you know, take off the hoodie, you can roll it back. All of this is interrupting you. Yeah. It happens multiple times. And that does not become like a... If it happens multiple times continuously, but it doesn't, right? Because what will happen is that you will go into sajda and it will go and then you'll kind of like put it back and then you'll get back up again, won't you? And then you go back down again, then it will yeah. go down, then you'll put it back up again. So ironically, the gaps in between are making it just about okay. It would be if you're in sajda and it fell down, then you put it back up, and then it fell down and you put it back up, and then it fell down, then you put it back up. That would be the, 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 the unacceptable. Uh, huh? Yeah, topi as well. Topi as well. We, we discussed this the other day. We said that, you know, how man's get expert at. <laughs>
I say that all the time. And obviously, it's hard work with these ones, not, not this one's the thingy one, but the masjid topi is perfect. Plastic topi is, well, that's what we did all our lives. Plastic topi is amazing because you'll find each one is cut in the middle somewhere. And then they're made out of that hay material, plastic hay. So that cut, it always just, you know what I mean? That's it, and you're done. Just need to just do a bit. So now you know you don't need to do all those gymnastics. <laughs> Just take it and put it on your head. Yeah, Ibrahim. Yeah, so like all of this is allowed. Like for example, hijab is really, you know, so just take the hijab and tuck it in, you know, which is quite a lot of movement. Yeah, but that's allowed the tie, you know, take it off. It's, just, it's literally holding that and taking it off, putting it down. All of this is allowed to minimize disturbance to you, disturbance to everybody else. Whilst, as I said, maintaining a respectful, controlled, slow, you know what I mean? That people do not have any doubt that you're not in the prayer all the way through the process. So let's just finish this uh, different times and then we'll go on to online because I haven't looked at that for a while. Those actions which are permissible. So small little acts that are allowed for some kind of reason. Okay? Any examples? Responding someone with the hand, that's a really good one. Well done, Jeeves, I like that. Because it's allowed for you to say salam at the end, right? So if someone comes into the room and says, Asalaamu Alaikum, you know that you don't have to do anything, and at the end, when you give taslim, then you say, Wa Alaikum Salaam Allah. But you don't know that person, for example, might be late, so they've missed the rakah, so they're still going to be praying when you finished, and therefore you're going to leave, yeah? I just want you to know, by the way, that your boy here has actually gone past that person and said into the air, Wa Alaikum Salaam and walked out whilst they were praying, just to let you know, okay? That's something which I find permissible. However, the other alternative would be to lift the hand there and then, and just finish it. That's what I just said. Yeah, because I didn't want to disturb people. I'm not one of those boys, you know what I mean? So, so, so and then Sheikh also says, uh, another permissible one would be if a person is praying in the shade and it became cold and so he moves like a step or two to the left while the sun is still shining and vice versa, sun is shining hard and he's there and you can make one or two steps and need to get into a shade this is allowed, it's a permissible act in a permissible moment with the justification purely being your khushu' if it's yani, some laziness that's not allowed but if it's yani, that I'm now shivering and I can't concentrate what I'm saying or I'm not enjoying my prayer. Yeah, or the coat back on, whatever. It's because the whole point is you should be enjoying the prayer. This should be the peak moment of your day. If it's not the peak moment of your day, something's wrong, something's going wrong. Yep. All right. Off. That's a madness. That's a madness, of course. That's a madness. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you something. No, I know. I, I, I don't think. If a person comes to me like that and said, listen, I just went and prayed there and I walked out and I joined upstairs, I would not invalidate the prayer. I wouldn't. But it, it wouldn't be go upstairs, it would be go outside. Did you hear that example, yeah? He said if you're praying in the haram, in the basement, yeah, if the air conditioning goes off for literally like one second, you feel like you're about to suffocate, Okay. So I think it's allowed for you just to now go walk out and carry on the prayer outside. Because it really is a killer. Like on a whole different level. Yeah? 
So that would be a good example. Um, uh, and then the, the next category is the harakah makruha. Um, this is any act small which is done without reason. Okay? يعني, a prayer is not يعني, you're, you're, you're ruining from the prayer okay so the ruling on these is that um, if it's done in a small amount then the prayer is not uh, invalidated but it's sinful oh sorry not sinful it's disliked that's the whole point it's makruh yeah so this would not be scratching if scratching is being done for a reason what do you think are these these acts Yeah, unnecessarily fixing of the clothes as a habit as opposed to a need. Cracking knuckles, yeah. Picking your nose. I think that's in and out of Salah, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, okay, maybe. The most common one is people looking at their watch. Many people look at their watch in the prayer. Many, many people. Sometimes they style it out. Sometimes they look at it proper. Sometimes people look at a clock in the prayer. And that's very common. This is makru. Yeah? It does not invalidate the prayer. It's a disliked action because it's a minor, minor one. That's why it doesn't invalidate the prayer. There's not much movement in it. Well, you shouldn't be looking at the wall, right? Oh, no, no, it's not the clock. The, 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 the shari'i reason is not the clock. The shari'i reason is the fact that you are looking and focusing on other places and things. One is the movement unnecessary and secondly it has... Yeah, it's ruining yani, the, 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 the sincerity of the thing. Sometimes people, and I, I, I've seen this. Maybe have I done this? No, I've not done this myself. I think I've seen it. People yani, getting their pens, you know, and they like they take their pen out or they click or whatever, you know, things that are done, which is, uh, and you know, uh, adjusting glasses, adjusting glasses, and all these things that have no need, and they're they're small. These are dislike, not haram. And then you've got the haram acts. What are the haram acts? Those acts, which are what. Impermissible anyway, or or invalidate the prayer. So small act that's done continuously and long time, according to the earth, that becomes haram. So those are the five categories. Itching all the way. Speak, laugh, drink, eat. All of these invalidate the prayer. No. I mean, not specifically. I mean, that would obviously be that would obviously be haram and invalidate the prayer. Yeah. No. If a person pulled out the phone to look at it, okay, not to save the day and turn off his ringtone, because which we said, which is yeah, either recommended or obligatory. But if a person like takes the phone out to check who's calling. Yeah, or look at messages or this or that, whatever, whatnot, while still in a clearly in prayer. Because you see, normally they keep the hand there, they take the phone out, and they don't like, you know, look at it like this, they look at it here, don't they? Yeah, like that. 
then this is obviously a person of disgrace, this is a joke, yeah, but the prayer is not invalidated. That's a good that's a good point. If he texts back, is that the same ruling as speaking and therefore invalidates the prayer? Possibly. 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 And um, for I just sorry, I I I I don't know whether I'd give that ruling though. But <laughs> it's true. Huh, Lala? You hear what Lala said? He goes, Bande can divorce by text message and you're telling me you're allowed to go and Yani, you're saying that if you text him back, Yani, in the prayer, no, the I prayer is not invalidated. It's like talking. So the real issue is to understand what is the illa for the prohibition of talking in the prayer. There's no doubt that the number one illa is that it's not like you're praying anymore. Yeah? It's an act of, it's like, um, it's not the sound. Because a person's allowh to say subhanAllah in the prayer or to go you know, cough in the prayer. No, but this is my point. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're not making a lot of sound, then it's... So I don't think the issue is the sound. I think that when a person talks, you know that they're not talking to Allah. So therefore, they're talking. So there is, it's not praying. Now, and therefore you're disturbing others and other people aren't realizing that you're not praying. If it's true, if a scholar would say that their illa is also the disturbance of the other people and making it obvious to other people that you are not praying because you're talking, right? And if you look at the hadith of Muawiyah ibn Hakim, that's the hadith, by the way, in Sahih Muslim, in which talking was, um, in which we learned that talking was prohibited, because he's the one who says that you know uh, when I came to Medina and I prayed, and uh, I didn't know that the talking was prohibited, and the person sneezed, yeah, you know the hadith, right? Person sneezed next to me, and I said to him, I turned to him, I said, Ya Allah, whilst he's praying. And so, as soon as he said, Yarhamakallah, he said, everyone, this is the key, everyone started slapping their thighs. Like, so he became, he goes, what happened? What's, what's going on? So they started slapping their thighs louder. Like, just shut up, will ya? So he's already spoken, then when he's kind of given it the more, and they've like, and you know, they've slapped again to like, and be quiet he's clocked on second time it's a beautiful hadith of course this is a very famous hadith because he then said oh my god I think it's the talking he goes I'm dead now <laughs> he goes I'm dead and you know he said that I waited and I couldn't concentrate and my prayer was ruined I thought oh my god oh my god and then you know the salam went and the Prophet ﷺ turned around and then he pauses so he's giving this like one man camera kind of you know thing, thing. then he pauses and he says you know what I never in my life saw a man that was more gentle, more perfect, more easy, more compassionate, more whatever. Sallallahu He turned around and said to him, he said, Ya Muawiyah, this prayer, you know what? Talking doesn't befit it. It's a place of tasbih, wa tahleel, wa tahmeed, wa qiraatul Qur'an. This is a place where you make dhikr and you recite the Qur'an. Just chill the thingy and that, you know, killed the issue there and then. And that was the end of it. So this is a hadith that we know that you're not allowed to speak. Now, well, for me, the interesting point is that everybody went, what's going on now? If you did that with the text message, yeah? Nobody knows. Even the guy next to you probably can't even tell that you've done that. You, you know, people are doing that all the time. How many meetings are you sitting there and you can see a guy and he's literally done it? Yeah, and he, you, you know. What if you're on your own? Praying by yourself, yeah? 
Yeah, very good, very good. That's, uh, that's always the difficult thing to respond to. If that's the case, what about if a person's praying alone? Then, and that's why I said in the beginning, if their illa can be identified, that it's about speaking or it's about disturbing people or it's about sound. And as I was going to say, I'm not going to cover this now, but as I was going to say in the section of clapping the hands and uh, uh, hitting the flat thighs and, you know, uh, the scholars that say that a woman cannot say subhanallah, they say because her voice is aura or her voice is a fitna or, 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 or. And if that's the case, they're saying that we know what their illa is. They're saying that we know why. When we say the illa, the illa is the why of Allah. So when you say the illa is this, you're basically saying Allah did that because. Now, the illa is the most important thing to understand in fiqh because when Allah didn't prohibit marijuana or cocaine, He prohibited alcohol. We find out that the illa is intoxication. Alhamdulillah, therefore we can prohibit everything that intoxicates. Now the issue here is that if we are assuming what the illa is for the woman being able to do this, not able to do that, then you start building upon it. So again, the issue here of speaking, is the illa in speaking being prohibited in the prayer, the sound, the mouth, the disrespect, the fact that it doesn't look like you're praying, the fact that you were speaking to Allah, you're speaking to someone else, disturbance, what is it? Based upon that, you give the ruling on the text message. And as you said, whatever works in jama'ah has got to fit the model of while you're praying alone. You know, so if you say it's disturbing, then the answer, okay, I'm praying alone. Does that mean I can speak to someone if I'm praying alone? Can I speak on the phone, for example, to someone? Yeah, and you could if it's not about disturbing people, isn't it? You're not disturbing anyone at all. So sometimes uh, it's best just to say, you know what, we don't know the illa and we accept it and that's the end of it. And that's a safe position. Because as I said before, many times, and you need to learn this, to identify the illa of an action is the single most difficult thing to do in Islam. The single most difficult venture that any human being can do is to identify the illa of a hukam, to identify the shari reason why a certain ruling has been revealed. Because once you have that, that's unbridled power. Unbridled power. Because once you know that, then you can start making other things haram. And that's legitimate. That's what a scholar is meant to do, to deal with modernity. Yeah? Identify reasoning, apply it for the next 10,000 years to all the scenarios that fit that in this modern time. But Allah knows best. So, that's that section. Let's take some things online. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough. Yeah, come, come down. Questions here whilst we're waiting? Yeah. Sign language? Sighing. Sighing. I think sighing is not from the sunnah. That's important. But I think if a person did it because it overwhelmed them or they, they just couldn't resist but doing it, then it's got to be done in a controlled and quiet way so it doesn't disturb people it doesn't invalidate the prayer but constant loud yes i think it would constant loud long the three conditions we mentioned continuity long time forgot myself now and without necessity without reason yeah Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask that. 
because I am very, very anti this nonsense of life that we've created for ourselves. Person's dying, yeah, they're going to die in two minutes as well. Person's yeah, getting beaten, they're still going to get beaten in two minutes as well. Person's got to be able to pray without having to look at their phone or have their phone or whatever. You know? I was that guy until I was told that it's not just illegal, but I would get in a lot of trouble that was trying to get a jammer for here. And then when I was told that you can't get a jammer, I was going to get it anyway. <laughs> it's illegal, completely illegal. Blackburn. Yeah, completely illegal. I, when I went to Mac, when I was living alongside in Makki, I, we, we, we got it on the, on the, on the, no, you, on the slide. No, meaning that no one was going to do it. And the masjids would be in big, big trouble. So the idea was, okay, let's not put it on the masjid. Let's take individual kind of responsibility. We take it, put it on. And that's it. Everybody's phone's out of commission. We turn it back on again. And obviously, you know, the more wise people at that time said, it's not about you in the masjid. It's about the remaining surrounding areas. It takes that out as well. And there could be emergencies going on, blah, blah, blah. So then I didn't do it. Obviously, I thought, you know, that's a fair point. But well, life, I could, I would. So imagine if I'm doing that, people are going to die in the prayer and I've got no problem. <laughs> people have got to die, you know what I mean? You see, if I say to you, that's okay, just imagine, yeah? People will now consciously feel it's okay to look at a phone. So it's not okay, no. You that yeah, you open that door and that's it. It genuinely is. I mean, it's, it's horrible, man. People, yeah, you know, the nature of the prayer is changing. The reality of the prayer, the reality of the masjid, you know, phones everywhere and, and whatever. These things, you know, we need to learn how to, you know, just izzat, you know, self-respect. Um, yes, uh, Hamza, are you sure that's the first question? Salanjus. Yeah. You have to move around. Yeah, that's right. But should that be discouraged? Should you try to make sure that you go secluded? In a way? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of people who are very, no, sunnah, kids, this, that. Prophet picked up a kid and I'm going to, no. If you, can, it's, if you can and you've got people and you've got space and you've got safety, then there's no reason to be praying around children. You're meant to enjoy the prayer. It's a serious moment. Pray, enjoy it, and that's it. Obviously, if you've only got one bedroom flat and you've got, then there's something else. But if you've got the kids safe, and you know what I'm saying? And obviously, having the kid practice prayer with you, you know he's going to pray for 10 seconds, he's going to walk off, yeah? And we teach the child that. If you're going to walk off, that's not a problem, but don't cut Baba when they're praying. Don't walk like this. It's what you teach them, yeah? Some airlines from the Muslim countries, in order to pray standing, you need to do your salah behind their back because they say you're not allowed to. Yeah, that's the, that's the irony. We all know that, don't we? Yeah, we know that the more friendlier people to allow you to pray are the non-Muslims, and the Muslims are the ones who give you a hard time, ironically. Or Muslim airlines, anyway. That's not completely, but you know. Uh, Dina, remember when you told us a story about you busting your knee, trying to ski, and then the housekeeper at the hotel didn't know you were praying and she put a pillow under your leg? Did her action invalidate your prayer? Right? So now the question is, is what if someone else moves you? Does that invalidate the prayer? The answer is no. The answer is, is as long as you are clearly praying, and people can keep pushing you all over the place. You're still in prayer. Yeah? Uh, if one knows that the whole of Asr will pass while one is on the highway, like on the way home from work, school, does one combine Asr with Dhuhr during that earlier time? In emergency only, Salaj, that can't become the norm. That's, that's the, everybody's case every day nearly yani on a work kind of uh, situation. But as an intentions and one-off, 
and so on. Okay. Yep, that's good. Yep, we've got the good answers there. And Alhamdulillah, by the way, when sneezing in the prayer can be said, but it has to be said quietly. Why can it be said? Because it's not talk. This is not speaking. Alhamdulillah is dhikr, which is specifically from the jins of salah, which means it's from the genus or the species of the prayer. Yeah? Uh, wiping a runny nose, very good. Very good. Wiping the ground, going in sajda, excellent, excellent. Covering your spit. Sick one. That's a good one as well. What should be done if joining the jama'ah and imagine there's a young girl in the row with the men? That's okay. The young girl, young kids in the row, it's not too much of a major issue. In, in the middle of the row? In the middle of the row as well. Now, you know, there's a, there's a point there. Some people say that a child, وجودihi adamihi, the presence of the child is like its absence. It's like they're not even there. And if that's the case, then that's a break in the prayer line. There's a gap there because there's nothing actually there. Well, you know, that's a bit too esoteric. There is someone there, right? So uh, the problem, of course, is the bigger problem is not the kid being there. That's a great result. The problem is them walking off after one minute. I'm not, uh, you're talking, I'm talking seven, eight-year-olds are going to stay there. Yeah, little ones. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what they've got to do is to take that responsibility to put them in front of them and make a, a prostration so over them. Keeping, keeping them to the side is not on. No, no, I'm saying not to the side, but I'm saying that if they're in the middle of the safra, let's say to... The two, three-year-old? No, no, I'm talking seven, eight. Yeah, seven, eight. Sticking to the end of the safra, anything in that. I don't think that that's warranted. Ibn Taymiyyah and Sheikh Uthameen, Ibn Taymiyyah wrote a big essay on this. Sheikh Uthameen, and I'm very, very much in favor of that. I think that six, seven, eight-year-old these are the people of the prayer. Even you know that they know how to pray. You know they know how to pray. Then absolutely no basis. I thought you mean someone who's messing about. I'm talking about the one who messes about, doesn't know. Six, seven, eight-year-old who knows. They have to stay there. They deserve to stay there. You're the one who came late. You're the one, Yanni, who is whatever. What the heck are you doing, Yanni, moving a kid from that position? And Ibn Taymiyyah said in his essay, he said, Yanni, whoever gets to a position, biha. They are most deserving of that position. Boy, girl, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, movement, yeah, good, good. Uh, oh, sorry, movement, I've already answered that somewhere about whether it's wajib or sunnah. Yep, yep, moving a child, right. At work, major renovation has taken place in which no rooms are available for salah. So all the Muslims are praying in their car. Gross, that's mental. So anyway, he's praying in a car park, which is good. Or the room, yeah. What is my responsibility in regards to advising them? I was thinking of taking them to the masjid for dhuhr, but in regards to asr, is it better to stay standing in the makru time, maybe even 10 minutes before, than to pray in the car? A hundred percent. It is better to stay praying, to pray standing in the makru time than to pray in the car. No doubt about that, because the second one is completely permissible, and the other one is completely impermissible unless there's a dire need, and the dire need here is in question. Speeding up the prayer if there is a crying baby. I think that's allowed. Yeah, and he, now, I want you to know that when the Prophet ﷺ did this, and he turned around, he said to the companions of the Maghrib prayer, and he goes, I only did this because I could hear the mother was getting distressed with her kid. Yeah, because of the distress of the mother. Um, that's a basic principle. That means that uh, there's some space for that. At home, it's stricter. Because the kid's crying there and now all the time anyway. 
Here, I'll tell you something. It's really interesting what the Prophet ﷺ said. He didn't say because the baby was crying. He said because of the stress of the mum. Because everybody's hating on her right, right now. Why the heck she brought that kid? We tell her all the flipping time. That flipping, you know, auntie so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's the stress. That's why he increased this. Not because of the baby. Because babies are going to be crying day and night. Yeah. Um, having a sip of drink during nafal prayer. Yep. That's something which is allowed. Yep. Um, at which point do you break the salah? What does that even mean? Moving to the side to allow people to pass. Very good. On that shade note, is one allowed to pray in half shade or half sun? Or is one meant to move fully into the shade or fully into the sun? Correct. You should be praying in a complete area and not half and half. Now, the hadith states that this is the act of shaitan, praying in half and half. Don't ask me what the illa is. Okay? I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. It's a hadith and we take it. I've thought about that. Why? You see, you can't logically, you can't logically defend this because you know that if you are in pure sun only, Sharafa will lose in man. <laughs> Look at him, we didn't hesitate at all. 2 nil. <laughs> 2 nil. Yeah, flipping scouser. Shut up, man. Who asked you anyway? <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I don't mind that, to be honest. You know what is good? Because I don't care now, you see? Sitting here, main night plan, couldn't care less. I just don't want to miss tomorrow because obviously, Liverpool Wolves game, you know it's going to be a sick game. That's what we've become, Yanni. That is where we've become main night fans. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. I don't need to worry about, oh, I'm missing Champions League. So what? United aren't playing in it, are they? So we don't care about that. So what was the question? Oh, yeah. So you know if you stand in sunlight, it does get hot. If you know that you've got a position where if you go into it, it'll be cool again. I'll give you the example of this, by the way. Um, I've prayed in front of a heater, for example, where it gets too hot. But I know that I'll stay there because when I go into sajda, it doesn't hit my face, for example. But when I'm standing, it's hitting my feet. So there is some sense to standing in both. But why it's prohibited, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Surely for a really long time, not for five minutes. Or is the idea that you get used to it, then it becomes cumulative? What's the harm, by the way? What's the harm on the half shade, half sun? Maybe. Just imbalance between the body in any kind of way, hot and dry, this, that, whatever. No, he's saying at the same time. Hot tub outside. Yeah, hot tub outside refutes you. You know that. Hundred percent. There is nothing like being in a hot tub when it's minus thirty degrees outside. It's incredible. Your whole body is grey and your head is freezing and it's the biggest buzz ever. Tr trust me, try it. No, it's horrible I'm saying doing that. Yani, the, the buzz you get being in a hot tub inside is nothing like being in a hot tub outside. <laughs> you want to get a flipping violin out for you or something? Right. 
What about shutting your phone? We've already spoken about that. Yeah, Karen, 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 laughing unintentionally invalidates the prayer. Yes, laughing even unintentionally invalidates the prayer. And laughing, by the way, is not smiling. Okay, it's the scholars, they said, that it's got to be the opening of the mouth and there's got to be emitting of sound. So if you are able to, even if you couldn't resist smiling and opening your mouth to laugh, but you stopped it before you, any sound came out, Snigger, you know what I mean? Does forgetting, forgetfulness of laughing. Well, like the scholars didn't make an exception for forgetfulness. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. As, uh, yeah, I heard that as well. That's not the case, by the way. Yeah. Laughing out loud during wudu does not break the wudu. Laughing out loud in prayer does. But Allah, Allah no, it doesn't break wudu. doesn't break wudu. If a woman walks over your wajib with her salah sujood area, does it invalidate it? No, it doesn't invalidate it. Um, oh, you mean for a man? We're going to come to that. We're going to come to that, okay? I, um, I, have to say, I have to say that I have difficulty with this issue. The scholars yani, have said, yes, it does. But I find difficulty accepting that a woman that came and you couldn't stop her and you had no chance and she crossed you and your prayer is broken. But then that's what the hadith would indicate. So for safety reasons, we should assume that. I recently had a meeting about the start and I unlocked my computer, started loading a large file while looking like I'm praying and minimizing my movements whilst making my nafal salah. Ras, you sick guy. Trying salah salah. Are you flipping kidding me, bro? Come on, Solange. Come on, bro. Something else about just clapping the computer and whisking it away. Not the file. That's like looking at your phone and reading your message. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man, Solange. I don't know. Anyway, Ghassan says, I've heard it's been said that if you lose your focus in Salah, Allah will turn away from you. Is that true? If it is, then if you refocus, will Allah turn back to you? Yes, that's true. Well, well done and well said, Ghassan. Person turns away, the Prophet said that when you turn away, then Allah will turn away. Alright? But Allah is always looking at the person when they're praying. Uh, what are the responsibilities of salah for a woman after water has broken? If the water breaks, then there's no prayer. Okay? This is in pregnancy, during labor. So, prayer goes all the way to the very end. As soon as water breaks, then that prayer is invalidated until the bleeding of postpartum bleeding stops. Um, if, a, if in a salah and one of this down below, Yasmin, hello, and one of the sisters or brothers faints, stoke, stroke, or dies, the fellow people, the praying alongside, what do they do? Continue praying or stop to help? So they, they, yeah, 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 I mean, everyone's gonna die, yeah, I mean, yes, bro, just say, as soon as he goes down, say, mashallah, Allah, Akbar. Janazah at the same time, everything, all the Annie. Which one? Where? Where? And tuck no, but you think he died. He didn't die, he was alive. Me and Chief were praying. Was it Haram? Medina. And he's about, I don't know, five, I don't know, about 10 to the right of me or something like that. I'm in my own world. He goes, Did you see that drama or whatever? I said, No, I heard all the hustle like and bustle. A, I'm like a tree falling. Yeah, anyway, this guy, he obviously he conked asleep, out, but he hit, he fell asleep actually. But the thing is, <laughs> 
the thing is, is that he hit the floor unaided, hard floor. And Usman said every custom in under the sun that the guy's dead. He's full dead. He's 100%. He just said to me, he's dead. He's dead. He's full dead. I said, why is he dead? He got up like <laughs> <laughs> He did the Tyson Fury. He did. You know what I mean? The guy got it where he wanted. You know what I mean? So anyway, the answer is, is that of course you should help that person. And it's, uh, the prayer is depending upon what actually happens. The prayer is not invalidated according to your intention. So if a person yeah, and he gave emergency aid and wanted the prayer to continue, the prayer is not invalidated. The truth is, is that at such a commotion, the prayer would be restarted again for the general benefit, not because of the legal reasoning, but for the general benefit, because everyone's going to want to definitely make sure person's okay and do lots of actions and so on and so forth. Yeah, technically it's not the big issue. At which point do you break the salah means? I meant that there are so many things that one would think I should break my salah, but now we learn scorpion shows up kill it don't break salah good need to leave the room go ahead no no wait what whoa <laughs> i love this salange is like you know what i mean let me just let me go for it let me go for it i never said leave to go to the room bro i said there are one or two steps to open a door i said take your jacket off put a coat on but don't flip and go walk easy you know what i mean chill bro yeah, and you'll know, yeah, and if there's a real reason to break the prayer, then you'll know. What Some if you leave the room or download a file? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, download a file, correct. Alright, Salah in the Kaaba, that's fine. May Salah answered that already. Good, it was okay. Good, Alhamdulillah, everyone's okay. Jazakumullah khair, subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, shahadu wa la ilaha 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 il